event season, are you looking for some quick tips and tricks on how to maximise your presence at these medical device events? Welcome to the Medical Device Marketing Podcast. I'm Jenna, a content marketing manager in the medical device space. And today I'm joined by Becca, an account manager who spent the first part of her career traveling around the globe and attending medical device events and helping companies to make their mark. So welcome, Becca. Hi, Jenna. Excited to talk about events today. Good. You know a lot about events, obviously. That was, Uh you know, first part of your career and... You've got a lot to say about them, so let's jump in. Um, should we just start by discussing what type of events there are in the medical device space and, you know, the events that we'll be focusing on today? Yeah, so I think there's kind of three main types in my mind. One is, like, your big exhibition events, which have, like, thousands and thousands of delegates at it, and it really is more about the exhibition floor, like, what booths people have, what demos people are doing, and it's more sort of product-led. Then the step maybe down inside from that is conferences, which can either be association-led or company-led or um, events that are used to informer, which are sort of done by a third party, and that will be more agenda knowledge-based. You'll still have your stands, you'll still have like an exhibition floor, but the primary reason of going is to get kept up to date with, you know, industry knowledge, to learn, you know, the latest clinical data, hear from regulators, and then, you know, your lunchtime is spent networking. Then your last one is like your more local events, which tends to be sort of people going with maybe tabletops and banners, and it's really, really knowledge-focused, and you tend to, they tend to happen, you know, inside hospitals or, you know, really local, maybe four or five sponsors, and then the rest are just doctors and clinicians who are watching case studies either actually in a theatre or it's like a projection into a classroom. But they are tend to be much smaller and more niche, but also very useful events. Cool. So what what is the what do you see as being the usual approach that companies take at these events? Yeah, so I think the approach, if we focus on like the big ones for first, is what is actually at all of them, is we'll just turn up with the with a stand or with a tablecloth and that'll be it and we'll have a sales rep there and they'll talk to everybody they'll just collect their names that's all we need to do and I think there was a time that that did that work but if you look at the big events you could be exhibiting with 200 other companies they are all going to have their sales reps there so that doesn't work anymore or if you look at the small events you know People aren't going to come over to your stand when it's just a tabletop unless there's some reason for them to. So unless it's a content that you're giving out or you really have value add because you're pulling them away for some really great talks. You know, that's really why they're there. So it's how you need to do more than that. But I think that is traditionally the approach. We'll turn up, we'll have a few flyers, um, we'll have a pull-up banner and it'll all work out great. Um, in reality, that normally means that people leave feeling disappointed and feeling like the event didn't work and in some cases that's the case the event hasn't been done right but in the majority of the cases if you've just turned up hoping for the best it's a lack of planning has meant that you've not got the most out of that event so what would you say to those people who haven't got what they wanted out of the event like what can they do next time to make sure that their stand is the one that stands out how can they, you know, differentiate themselves from everyone else there? 
Yeah, uh, it's a really good question because it's something that I always talk about on every podcast is about what's your goal at the event. So, you know, as in with all marketing, it always comes back to what your objective is. And, you know, if your objective is brand awareness, then your booth needs to be the biggest. Your booth needs to have needs to have the best place on the floor, which is normally wherever the food is or wherever the drinks are. That's where your stand should be. Um, it needs to have some sort of engagement feature that makes people want to come over, whether it's VR, whether it's coffee, whether it's champagne, cookies, like whatever it is to pull people in. But if your objective is leads, then you need to have something that makes people want to give you their contact information. Is it that you've brought a really great piece of content and you're going to email it to them afterwards because you've shown them a snippet on the stand? Is it that you've got a great QR code piece of content and they've got to scan that code? And, you know, I'm reluctant to say that you should scan everybody's badge that comes to your booth because some of them are there for the ice cream. It's about you know, getting qualified leads at this event. And the best way of doing that is having really great content at your event um, and having your sales rep really know what content's on their website. So you can really have whole conversations and collect their data that way. Or if your objective is for thought leadership, are you, do you have a speaker sponsored in the agenda? Like, is your KOL speaking? If not, next year, get your KOL speaking, presenting your clinical data. Um, are you doing workshops after the event? Are you doing dinners? Are you doing drinks? Like, you know, the events normally run nine to five, networking drinks for an hour. They're over at six. People have traveled for them. When else are you going to have 60 or 70 doctors in your area in the same city? You know, use that. Put drinks on, put a dinner and learn event on and really use the fact that they're all in the same place to have a really great meeting with them. Um, and, you know, sometimes you don't even need to, actually a lot of the time, you don't even need to present any data because I think I said this on a previous podcast, if you've organised a really great event in London and, you know, doctors have been to it, when your sales representative goes into that hospital the next time, they're going to remember you for that really great party that you threw for them. And then that just breaks the ice. It's all relationship building. Um, so yes, it's maybe not a tangible lead at the end of it, but it just helps on that journey of converting somebody to using your device. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like events aren't really something that should just be considered an isolated event. You know, there's a lot leading up to it and there's a lot of like other marketing campaigns that can feed into it. So like for lead generation example, you know, it doesn't, it's not just at the event, it's you've got the QR code that goes to a web page or a piece of content. So all that needs to be created beforehand. So there's a whole journey there. That's quite yeah. interesting to think about that it's not just an event, it's a whole campaign with a beginning, a middle and an end. Interesting. Exactly that. Like I think all marketing activities shouldn't none of them should be done in isolation. And I think events for me are the ones that normally are done in isolation because people just see them as this one off big event where actually they should be fitting into your campaign. You know, some of the best practice that I see is people plan to launch data at a flagship event in their industry. And I always think that's a good idea because you've got all of their peers there, all of the main, you know, doctors in that area, they're going to be there listening to that data. And that's really important to launch it there. And, you know, quite a lot of the time, so that takes planning. You know, if you're doing a 12-month study or a two-year study, you need to plan to start and finish it and write the paper for that event. You can't decide three weeks before you're going to the event 
I need to study to present that that's not how it works you know so I think all of that requires planning and um yeah and that's how you make the most out of events is that you know you put them in to your campaign and also decide if you want to go to an event you know some events you have to go to from a brand presence perspective but you know if the event's in q3 and you, you're not doing any i don't know it's about one of your indications that's more of a secondary indication and you've done nothing in the market no marketing for that indication for the last six months you have to ask yourself like unless this is a launch and the start of that campaign why are you going to it because if you've done nothing on that indication for six months, you turn up for one two-day event and then do nothing on that indication afterwards, you spent a hell of a lot of money on two days and probably got nothing out of it. So it's it's about making sure that before and after that event fits into that marketing um, strategy. Nice. Really interesting stuff. So other than the stands, which we've spoken about quite a lot, what mm. else do you think that people companies could be doing to maximize their events presence yeah i think it's about getting on the agenda um but doing it right so nobody wants to be sold to and i have sat in many 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 sessions where they say this is not a pitch not pitching and about three seconds in you're like oh no this is a pitch the next 30 minutes and nobody is listening you know they've all turned off you can see them all on their emails so if you get on the agenda it's about presenting some really great clinical data or it's about really talking about a topic that's really interesting for your audience, things that they actually want to know and can take away from and be like, that That talk from that company really helped me. That's what you want to be putting on the agenda. You don't want to use it as a time to talk about the features of your device because they just, they, there's a time and a place for that. And, you know, I've been at some events where they do have like a, you know, a show, product showcase or product highlights or like an OR where, you, where people can go in and use your device that's when you should be pitching because when people come into that scenario like a, a device spotlight they're expecting to be pitched to and actually they probably want to be pitched to because they've gone to it so again it's about making sure you go you put the right content in the right place and make sure you're a part of that you know your event provider whether it's an association or, or a company will have a list of sponsorship options agendas will be going on there spotlights will be going on there there will be other loads there'll be loads of other things on there like lanyards and stuff I don't really know if they make the biggest difference in my mind I feel like content stuff always works better but for a brown perspective there's some great options on there um yeah and then the main thing after that is all of the after event activities making sure you have workshop making sure you have dinners as all stuff that I'd recommend as well amazing thank you Okay, finally, before we sign off, what would you say are some of the biggest mistakes that you see at events? What are some things that people should be looking out for? Yeah, I think picking a bad stand. I think people, you know, there are pricings with stands. So there are normally in a lot of events, you see sort of bronze, silver and gold packages. But still, like, have a look at the floor plan and look like, are you put in the back corner? Because in reality, no one's coming down there. So make sure you've picked a good spot. And then also, you are at the event, be at the event. You know, I've been at loads where you walk around the floor the floor, and the sales team are answering emails or they're on the phone. And it's like, you know, some stands presents can cost you sort of upwards of 10 grand and your sales team aren't 
doing using it and that doesn't happen all the time but I do see it every now and again um so yeah make sure that you've you know cleared your diary you're at the event um versus trying to also you know be clearing emails and then I'd say lastly it's about not the biggest mistake is not having it as part of your overall strategy because you know events are a great opportunity to speak to lots of different people and if you don't have a clear your messages set and you know really clear content of what you want to be presenting to people it's just a wasted opportunity so yeah I'd say those are the three biggest mistakes that I see at events all the time great thank you well thank you for joining us today Becca and thank you for all the amazing knowledge you shared I think it's been really interesting I'm sure the listeners at home would agree um, if you'd like any more information on medical device marketing in general, you can head over to our YouTube channel or our Learning Hub and our website. We have loads of articles on there and there's more podcasts you can listen to, lots of them featuring Becca. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>